episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, Broads. <laughs> How are you this morning, B? I'm pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. Well, okay. Just, I feel like, okay, we've been recording <laughs> double. I'm starting off just like shot out of a cannon. I just 12 like shots of espresso already we were recording all these podcasts a lot of them were recording two in one day and today is saturday the 19th i feel like we really do have to timestamp because something is happening every single day and i just feel like Mm. if we don't timestamp then our broads are gonna be like that's true how come you bitches didn't bring up this be like i literally it was this day and we would have and we just have to timestamp everything plus we're not the news people so that's true. Don't get your don't get your <laughs> your up to date information from us. Okay? We're more like TMZ, like yeah. a lazy no, TMZ. Yeah, TMZ's way more on top of it than we are. We're just some lazy TMZ. We're just like some random blog compared to TMZ. <laughs> oh, Becca, you know what? I'm here. I'm happy to be talking to you. I feel like it's going to distract me. I could grow <laughs> into a ball and cry. Right Why? Now. Well, just everything. You know. Oh, it was just one of those. I just wanted. Do a major shout out to RBG and the passing. Oh, I'm not gonna lie; I don't really know anything about her, and I'm like, I mean, not not nothing. Okay, I'm gonna sound stupid. Well, I'm gonna tell you that that tonight you should go home and you should like dive in because, okay, especially as a woman, if you're a woman or if you're part of the LGBTQ community, um, even civil rights, RBG mm. did like everything for us Mm. and i i haven't cried when someone famous passed away in i don't know how long yeah and yesterday i was just bawling because i was just thinking about like having like having ember having ruth like and and having these little ones and how much ruth bader ginsburg did for us did for our daughters and just the fact that she had to die in the middle of a pandemic Mm. countries up in flames her dying wish is just that that her seat wouldn't be filled until there was a new president in office. Just mm. all this after all the work that she did, like till almost her last breath. So anyways, if you all don't know a lot about RBG, like dive in because I did it until probably about a year ago and I started reading some books and it was just like, I couldn't even believe. Wow. So yeah, me and my sister were making fun of people who were crying yesterday. Now I feel bad. Oh no. It's it's one of those <laughs> I was like in a heap on the floor. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. I mean, how old was she? Eighty seven, I believe. Damn. Yeah. And that woman fought until she couldn't anymore. Mm. Like until she had to go home because of her cancer, as and I think it's only been like three months. She sat on that court and she was only she was the second woman, one of one of four to ever be on the court. And she is just a different level of badass and just fought and fought and fought for our autonomy to Mm. the max. I mean, yeah, I know definitely about her, her role in reproductive rights, but I guess I don't know gay marriage. I mean, it's just, just so much. And, uh, and yeah, so Mm. that's just that. And then, and then she died and there was a big earthquake by the house last night. And I was just like, this is God angry that RBG has passed. I was walking, didn't feel anything. And Grayson was like, whoa, whoa. I, I was just oblivious as really? usual. You didn't feel it and you were awake? I was I was like standing up walking around our bedroom. <laughs> and 
craze in the kitchen. Like, whoa. I was asleep. I had just fallen asleep. Yeah, no, people were saying they woke up. And it woke up. me up and Evan ran into the room fully nude. He was in the shower and he was normally he doesn't feel earthquakes either. And he was like, holy shit. Because a couple things had fallen off like the walls and oh, stuff. Wow. And I'm like, great. You're naked in the middle of a potential like emergency. What if the house would have collapsed and they just would have found him nude? I just, I did start looking around being like, what heavy stuff is, okay, nothing, nothing's above Ruth's crib, we're good. You know, I'm a paranoid queen, and I don't have anything, like, hanging up in Ember's room or on the walls, because I'm so scared about earthquakes. I need to tether our cabinets to the walls. We have it with our big mirror, but not the cabinets. (laughs) Mostly because Ruth's next time, and everything's roped. Well, mostly because Ruth's starting to climb shit now, but. Oh, yeah, she's going, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, and then my mom called me two days ago and I had to drive down to Orange County because my sweet grandma, she's in the hospital. She's older, you know, she's not doing super hot, but, um, my, my parents, uh, company, uh, or my mom, my mom and my uncles, uh, the family business, the place literally almost touching exploded on fire. They're evacuating Whoa. my my uncle and my mom and everybody. And I'm driving down there and, it, and they're freaking out because they're a chemical plant. So if the fire gets to their place, it explodes. Well, oh we're, it was fine, but turns out meth lab next door. Mm. So everybody's getting arrested. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, what's happening? Whoa. We were always very suspect of the next door neighbors, but we didn't want to judge. Turns out we were the foil on the windows. <laughs> Weird, like, but interesting. But I don't want to be judgy. <laughs> you know, everyone has different decor preferences. <laughs> Anyways, sorry about that. <sighs> just it's just that zone. So I'm happy to be talking to you. I want to say this. Say it, Queen. Everyone, please listen up. This is really important. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Listen. Go to the Chatty Broads Instagram page and vote for us for Best Pop Podcast on E! <laughs> the important things. But for real, that would be... I just had that written down my notes. I had to do it before I forgot. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, broads, <laughs> the E! People's Choice Awards are coming up and we could be the Pop Podcast of 2020, which... Guys, we're freaking out. We've never gotten non- nominated... Not okay. Nominated? You know what I'm saying. Like, like... We've never been nominated Prelim, for anything. We've never been nominated and period. And listen, and our and what the, the bullshit about this is that I feel like we have the broad squad is potentially the strongest group of warriors out there. Yeah, like, and we have the is, best podcast that <laughs> literally ever been created. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, move aside, NPR, <laughs> Joe Rogan, clear the stage. So we're coming through. But I just feel like I just have this. I have this dream of us being in gowns going to On an Zoom. empty, well, Zoom or an empty room wearing crazy like Lady Gaga masks and winning in through the mask being like, we'd like to thank the Broad Squad 2020. <laughs> I like that idea, like wearing gowns with full like ventilators. So we do sound like that not ventilators you know what i'm talking about like the darth vader style mask <laughs> hazmat suits with the gowns 
Oh, yes. The hazmat over the gown, clear hazmat suit so you can see the couture. That's kind of iconic. It is kind of iconic. Pantsuits with hazmat suits over. But broads, it's just, it would just be amazing. And I feel like we can make a highlight on our Instagram, on our chatty broads Instagram with the swipe up link to vote. Yeah. It is kind of annoying. You have to put your email in. I voted for myself yesterday. Same. But <laughs> please do it. Please. Becca and I are just, we're just like very randomly competitive. Like we're competitive people. And then all of a sudden when we realized the other day, we're like, you know, we haven't been nominated for anything. Nothing. And then our our competition boat. And then again, like the broad squad, there is nobody like our listener. Like there ain't no squad like the broad squad. squad. There's no other podcast, at least in our like demographic that goes and comments on our guests. Hashtag broad squad. There's no one who supports our guests like the broad squad That's so true. Literally, we're having, by the way, Rob Bell on next week and he reached out to come on because he's releasing a new book and like just noticed that after he came on our podcast, there was like 500 reviews on his podcast. so much support. Hashtag broad squad. So much support. Hashtag broad squad that I was like, like, you mean one of my, one of my heroes is like, is getting all the support and wow. like he's noticing so broads you're so just I'm guessing like 50 people will probably actually put in their email because I don't I mean they won't spam you or anything yeah that's true but please prove <laughs> me wrong <laughs> prove me go wrong. on the chatty broads Instagram click on the vote highlight and and swipe up and, and get us winning <laughs> broads and I'm, there's i'm and there's dabbing. just for me one specific person that i really would like to beat and i'm not gonna say who it is unless we get nominated and if we get nominated You're gonna say it i'm gonna put it out there wow i know it's a risky move wait so this is a vote for preliminary yeah to just get on like the you should tease it even longer you should not tell unless we win and then you have to okay that's true because this is a risky move yes yes if we win then you have to say who you were really hoping to be because i know i know i have someone i'll say it too because i'm i'm literally i'm sweating thinking about having to say this publicly I know who I want to look here's the thing when everyone's competing or like when people are competing there's always that one person you want to be it's only human nature yeah and I think that we are pretty much like we love all I feel like we're very supportive of all podcasts my thing is it's like bring on a new podcast because Mm. more podcasts the better more variety I'm all about it but it's there's just like there's just one or two people you know that you're kind of like even if you love them there's just something in your in your body that you're like I I just kind of want to win wait Okay, I have a different one. We have two different ones that we do really want to beat. So just, if we win, it's something to we'll do in twenty twenty. You know, you got to add a little competition. You got to add. You got to mix it up a little bit. Got you know? a little, bring a little drama. Like, we have to bring our own. We don't really have to any make drama. our own drama. We don't have any drama going on. There's like so we're world just drama, and oh. then but we don't really have any personal. No, drama. our personal drama is pretty zilch. So we just have to. You know, there's all this shit coming up in Bachelor Nation, and none of it involves us. So we have to start our own drama. Boy. Speaking of, can we get into some Bachelor Nation tea? Yes. I have I have some things that I've written. I mean, yes. why don't you start? Okay, well, I would oh, like... Well, we are going to talk about the social dilemma today. Yeah, and let's let's hold off till the and end of boring. that because we have a Irrelevant lot... Irrelevant now. <laughs> Irrelevant now. No, it was so good, but we it have a lot good. of tea that we have yeah. to talk about. So, okay, first and foremost, we do have to have the Colton-Cassie confirmation conversation. Oh, um, was this not confirmed? Well... I'm going to right now, I'm going to pause. I'm going to say trigger warning. Again, we are talking stalking. We are talking uh, 
domestic disputes, like just FYI, because it gets real intense. So she officially now has obtained the temporary restra- restraining order. They're going to court on October 6th so that she can get like uh, the one that lasts for three years. But the public now has access to the case, the exhibit A and like all the texts. And so I have read through all the <gasps> texts and I'm going to tell you this right now. Like gi- gigantic, first of all, fuck you to anyone who doubted Cassie. We already went over why that's ridiculous. But this is, it's very, very clear that a restraining order was These are texts from ne- him. needed to be filed. Yes, correct. Ooh. So basically what the... Not even like the anonymous. No, it's, it's their straight texts from him. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of texts that like, you know, go from, hey, uh, like, you know, in, first of all, this is when they had been broken up already for a few months. So this was happening for a while. And mm-hmm. this is like texts from more recently. And there are texts, you know, at three in the morning being like, you're a terrible, terrible person. You're selfish. Fuck you. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. And then and then the next morning being like, I love you. I'm sorry. Did it like so there's a lot of that. And that's already like, no. Oh my God. Um, but then okay. on top of that, there's also, you know, there's actual evidence of conversation between that he wouldn't stop texting all of her family members and all of her friends. And I'm talking paragraphs, 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 nobody responding. There's evidence from his, uh, Cassie's brother basically saying a back and forth conversation with them that he saw him in the alleyway of the house at like two of their house at two in the morning. Colton's like, yeah, sorry about that. Like, <gasps> there is proof that he is hanging around. Colton is texting her friends um, about her and being like, she's going to fuck you over like she fucked me over. And then when she'll be with certain friends, he would be like, have fun with, you know, Cassandra or whoever, knowing when she'd be because he had a tracking device on her car. So he would be sending her all this stuff. Now, the most intense one is that he has like a burner phone or something, right? Where he created this whole stalker situation. But he was just feel mini earthquake. Am I tripping? Yeah, no, there's definitely your mic stand was shaking in front of you. Holy shit. Not again, God. Not and again. I'm maybe I'm tripping. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, continue. Oh God. It's don't talk again. about Colton. <laughs> don't you dare. That is not um, God's work. That is Satan. I know. My goodness. Um, so yeah, he created the whole stalker. Like, he ba- basically had a burner phone where he created a stalker that was sending Cassie messages, uh, but then also had this the burner phone texting him to look like they had the same stalker so then that he could contact Cassie and use it as a way to bring them together. And the shit that he was like, saying... Like, have you been getting weird texts from... Correct. Ah! Correct. No! So he was texting Cassie, though, as the stalker, things that were so frightening. <gasps> Like, you want to play games? Like, let's play. Ga- like, I mean, and and really, and like personal shit. And then the stuff that he was texting himself as the stalker was like, you know, like a really like aggressive and like, you're too weak for her. She would never want you, you fucking idiot. Like, and then he was like showing that to Cassie. And that was a way that, I mean, it is so. That is so dark. It is so dark. And I. I can't imagine being in Cassie's situation where, first of all, all this shit is now out in the public eye. Um, but I just wanted to make that very clear. Oh, my God. I, I mean, obviously, I, I will say, like, all of the broads that we heard from were, like, you know, majorly having an issue with the fact that there was this whole, like, are you team Cassie or Colton going right, on, which right, was right. just wild instead of just supporting her. 
Um, but now it's, you know, it's very, very clear. Obviously. Oh, get help. I hope that he gets help. What the f- there's, uh, there's, there's serious issues. Um, but now this is where my brain went. And maybe I'm just, you know. What? I, I automatically went to like, oh, I'm imagining people are going to be like, the show did this to him. That's why he's so paranoid, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is what I, I mean, and maybe there is a piece of that, but. Yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, he has, he talked about how he had to, nah. I don't want to, I don't, that's my thing is it's like, I don't want to put any of that because, yeah, it's, it's just, there's, we, we have no you. idea yeah. how, what the history looks like. We have no idea how long there's been issues, whatever. But I will say this. In Colton's season, we praised the fact that he wouldn't take no for an answer. I don't mean you and me, literally. But he wouldn't take no for an answer from from Cassie. He threw himself over a fence, ran into the Spanish. He had his passport. He was showing up at her hotel. He wouldn't say no. He wanted to meet her family again. And everyone was like, this is what true love looks like. And I'm pretty sure this is a good, a good like, hey, everybody. No, red means no. These are red flags. Love does not equal the the old school movies of just like he just wouldn't take take no for an answer, and he just pursued. No, it's like dude, no, no. This is a red flag. This is bad. So, oh my god. Yeah. Ew, I hate that so much. It's so I creepy. Know. I know the text he's sending himself. Like I get what he was trying to do, but it's still so weird. Well, the like the, especially because he's probably like projecting like. Yes, there's a lot of projecting. But also, there's a level of like that takes so much, like um, thought, like premeditation. And then you're thinking like during the Bachelor like season when he was the Bachelor and he was thinking he could outsmart the producers, which to a certain extent he did. Like, there's just a lot. There's a lot, and I really hope that he gets outsmart Cassie and like yeah. And I am very happy that Cassie. Got the restraining order and like obviously sending all the love that sh- that uh, the judge grants her the long term one because she definitely that needs to happen. But anyways, poor thing. She probably regrets the day she went on the stupid show. I know. <laughs> it's like this is not this is not worth it. Jeez. Anyways, just wanted to say that that it was beneficial. All that all mm. those documentations mm. are out there. What do you have next? <laughs> Something I feel a little lighter. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> just a quick tea, and then after this one, we'll take a pause. But yes, it's interesting. Both okay, Garrett, which isn't that big of a surprise, and well, this might be something different. And Chris Harrison deleted their black boxes from uh, yes, from their Instagram. Uh huh. Uh huh. I. I mean, I think it says it all. And I know people would be like, oh, stop. It's everyone's right. Whether or not they want to talk about Black Lives Matter. But this is what pisses me off. And I know it's what pisses you off, too, because uh-huh. we always get pissed off about this same particular thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you're phony and fake as shit. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing whatever you need to do to, like, throw attention off of you. Correct. Like, it's not like you you stood your ground and never said anything in the first place. It's like. You were like, oh, I'm just going to go around, go along with posting this stupid black box like so that no one says shit. And then later on deleting traces of it. I'm not going to sit there and pick apart anybody who like, you know, their social media about like if they decide to remove certain things, if like they had supported something before. I mean, whatever. But it was the fact that 
Chris Harrison, and we talked about this, hadn't said a word about anything, didn't talk about the Hannah Brown situation. He didn't talk about George Floyd. He didn't talk about anything. All he did was post that black square and did hashtag Blackout Tuesday. No words beneath that. And that was like, this feels really performative and weird. And then Garrett obviously did that with like the uh, the uh, different colored fists and then did the blue line one afterwards. It's like, yeah, this was completely performative. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to be... Now it's like, there's no question that you were literally just doing it to, like, placate... Yes. Yes. (sighs) It's just so annoying. I just feel like if you don't believe in that and that's not something that you... Then don't be a pussy. I highly (laughs) highly disagree with you. But then, you know, if you you don't believe in it uh, and you know that people are then going to give you a hard time for not doing it, well, then fucking stand your ground. That's what I'm saying. Have the balls to to just not do it. Have the balls to just not do anything and take the heat. Yes. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Mom is heated today. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry if I just am coming off so hot. I'm just oh, there's just I've started the fourth turning yet. Uh, yes, I have, mm. and I feel like that's not helping. See, actually, I, see, I really liked it. Yeah, so I was far. Say, it's like it's I feel like it's two cam- camps. I'm just like, you know, I started to read it. This is the time. I started to read it, and it was actually like it was actually really helpful. And then I got distracted via like mm. a few things, like in life and then you know and now here i am again and i need to start reading it again as soon as you leave yeah i have the audiobooks so i just listened to it in the car and then i'm like it's all gonna oh, be I okay done that. yeah <sighs> if you have any audiobooks by the way that you haven't listened to yeah you can always did you know there's an option to return like return and replace like if really? you haven't listened to it yeah <gasps> so you can like return it and get a different oh my gosh, one for i have credit. like one or two that i haven't listened yeah. to so you can do that important books that i just chose not to listen to i, I know because <laughs> whatever all right all right let's uh let's take a brief pause before because we got we got some other serious oh, badge yeah. i have badge I have things that we need to discuss um i have like all the petty small tea yeah this is now where it's gonna get a little more lighthearted. i think yeah deep breaths okay. now uh but before that broads try as i might i am not amazing at saving Uh, I know it's important if this year has taught us nothing else, it's that. But putting away some of that glorious paycheck is a whole lot easier said than done for a lot of people, myself included. Uh, The last few months, I've really committed to becoming a saver rather than a splurger. And with the help of Albert, it's been a lot easier than I ever thought it would be. Oddly enough, I'm actually more of a saver. Well, I thought I was more of a saver, but... Even when I think I'm being good, sometimes money just goes a whole lot faster than it's than it comes. I was going through my bank statements yesterday and I was like, mm, this is interesting. <laughs> like, Where's okay. it all going? Uh, <laughs> between, you know, subscriptions that you don't think about and the occasional dinner out, all that kind of stuff. It's pretty easy to lose control of your finances. But thankfully, Albert Genius is like having your own friendly personal finance expert right in the palm of your hands. And they help simplify budgeting, saving and even investing. Uh, like we said, those things can be really hard to tackle. I didn't even know where to start when it came to making a real, you know, big girl budget. Uh, Albert makes it so easy and even tracks your income and spending throughout the week to find any money that you can safely save without disrupting your cash flow. Albert uh, users save an average of $400 in just six months. And so far, they've saved people a total of $400 million 
Okay, and counting. That's so much. And let's say you accidentally splurge on something you shouldn't have. Albert Instant is there to give you a little cushion when you need it fast with a cash advance of $100 put straight in your bank account to uh, tide you over. Evan and I have both been using Albert for a while and it's been super helpful. It also just helped me understand finances a lot better, Mm. just in general. Mm. I love. Install Albert from the App Store of Google Play or Google Play today and you can find your happy balance and you're going to get a bonus of up to $40 when you start an annual subscription to Albert Genius. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool, walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight so you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. So, Broads, for the longest time, I wanted to switch to an all-natural deodorant, but here's the problem. A lot of the ones that I tried just don't work or they don't work for an extended period of time. And for obvious reasons, deodorant isn't really a product that you can get away with working good but not great, you know? Um, (laughs) After a few months of trial and error, the personal hygiene stars have aligned and I have found native natural deodorant. If you don't already know, conventional deodorant contains aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating. And so I don't think any of us want toxic material plugging our glands for any reason. No thanks. That sounds disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um... So Native stays clear of not only aluminum, but also parabens, sulfates, and talc. And if you read the label, you'll see only ingredients and ingredient names that you recognize, like coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch, and it's vegan and never tested on animals. I'm telling you, Broads, Native works so well and works all day. Plus, it smells incredible. Uh, it's available in a variety of scents like coconut and vanilla, cucumber and mint, lavender and rose. My current favorite is citrus and herbal. It's so good. Uh, if you're still not convinced, we don't blame you. There are some subpar natural deodorants out there, but you're in luck. Native is totally risk-free to try. Every product comes with free U.S. shipping and free 30-day returns and exchanges because they're confident. But I'll give you my personal word. Native has become my daily go-to because it works all day. It smells great and it doesn't give you that super wet pits all day either. I don't like that. It's not like that at all. It's fantastic. Do what we did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout for 20% off your first order. Okay, so... Speaking, Your turn. Okay, so well, speaking of, um, you know, us wanting to get our podcast nominated because we get ignored all the time, there's a new Bachelor Nation podcast that is Oh my hitting, God, I forgot about this. <laughs> that is going to be hitting the charts. If you have not seen, it is called Clickbait, and the hosts of this Bachelor Nation podcast will be Tasha, which I'm like, yay. And then Hannah Ann mm-hmm. and Grocery Store Joe. The trio that no one in the entire world ever expected. What's that one podcast with like Vanessa Dean and who's the other person? Oh, um, it's uh, I Suck at Dating. Is it Jared? Who's the third person? Is it Jared? I don't remember. I think it's Jared. That, it's like I thought that was kind of random. Yeah. But this is like a whole different level of random. Okay. First of all, I have to say, and this is a Bachelor podcast, right? It's like a Bachelor, bachelor Happy Hour. Yes. Which makes me think, are they... 
Is Bachelor Happy Hour dying? Hell no. I, I bet not. You don't think so? I mean, Rachel is now working at Extra. <gasps> Do you see? She's like interviewing she really like, like Donald jobs. Trump Jr. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yes. a big deal. Yes. Huge. Um, and no, she I was feel like that coming part. for him. Sorry if you haven't seen the clip. It's just, I'm Rachel. I just worship the ground. I have to fun. go watch it. Whew. I'm so happy for her. Me yeah. Too. I wonder if maybe she's stepping. I mean, I don't think, hmm. I think if the podcast was to end, it would be because like Rachel's too busy to do it. Yeah, but I feel like higher, the podcast does well. It does great. But like she has higher learning, which I, obviously it seems like that's something she's so passionate about. That's an incredible podcast. I wouldn't think so. I don't think it's ending. But what if Rachel wants to step away from Bachelor Nation? I think Bachelor is just trying to capitalize as much as they can. And I think they finally realize that like the podcasting world is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, and maybe they can like pit the opinions of the podcast like against each other, you know? True. And be like this Create Bachelor podcast. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Rivalships, so, like, rivalries. <laughs> but it is interesting because like which podcast will they prioritize for guests? And that sort of thing. I wonder. Now, I think they are getting smart because they're putting Tasha on a podcast, which oh. they've never they have never really done this where any lead has any sort of public thing until after their contract is over for yes. their season. So like it begs the question, will Taysha be commenting on her, her season? I'm guessing to be. so. So that's going to be the most listened to podcast by a sure. mile. By a mile. So it's pretty smart. It's very okay. smart. So love that. I'm sure Taysha will actually be great podcast. I think Taysha is going to be fantastic. But Hannah Ann and Grocery Store Joe, <laughs> what the fuck is all I have to say? Not that I have anything against either of them. No, it's just as super random. It makes no sense. I also don't see either of them being great podcasters. Like, no, not, no, that's nothing personal. No offense. I'm just like, I love, I like, I love Joe, loved hang, hung out with him a lot mm-hmm. with Kendall in the past. S- super fun, great person. But, um, He's more a man of few. This is just my experience. He's more of a man of few words when he's like in the spotlight. Like he has a lot to say, like in interpersonal conversations and a lot of interesting things to say. But I just don't see him. It's I don't. It just it's it's a random choice because I completely no. I'm that's why this whole thing is so strange to me and why I'm I'm following Hannah Ann. You know, though of course Hannah Ann was like delivered the famous breakup speech that we all we applauded around the world. In general, when you hear her in interviews, she seems a little like she's a little quieter. She's not miss like like, diplomatic, you know? So it's like, how is this going to be? And then, and with Joe, I mean, the whole thing there was where there was the drama recently around, uh, um, not the drama, but people were upset with Joe because of with, with Garrett. Why? Sure. And he liked the blue line. And then he, he went on his and was like kind of going off and people were like calling out who he followed and all that. I'm surprised that they're choosing him it's also just to me random. Like again, no offense to Joe, but it's like No offense to Joe, but like, hey, give us Mike. Why won't you ever let us fucking have Mike? Give us Mike. Well, Mike could start his own podcast. But I know, but like <sighs> he would be so good. Maybe they don't want I mean, but this is the thing. You also have to think that they're they're choosing people to represent the Bachelor franchise. True. And like I loved having Mike on our podcast, but I don't know if he's the best person for that. No, because he has some disagreements with the franchise. For right. Sure. 
Maybe they're just choosing people who are just pro the franchise. Put Luke P on a podcast. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think Honestly, of like Luke another P, guy. Luke P as a villain is fading now because of Colton. It's like it's going to people are going to forget about that. And now it's just going to be Colton. I mean, why not do like Tasha? Oh, I guess that's never mind. I was going to say Hannah Ann and Pete. And then I was like, mm, OK, that's a little Pete. But why Hannah Ann, you know? Put, I, yeah, I don't know. What about like Tasha? I even think Maddie would maybe be a better choice than Hannah Ann. I, I agree. I like Hannah Ann a lot. But I'm just when talking heard, about purely podcasting. Purely not, podcasting. Not, and, and prove us wrong, you know? We're not we're not trying no, to be rude. No, no, it just wrong. it just was random. It's a I random trio it. and it's not like they have it doesn't seem like they have really a relationship with each other already, so it's not like they were like three best friends of the pod of the Bachelor Nation world. And they're like, let's put him and give him a podcast. I mean, hey, they cast Matt James already as the Bachelor. Give us Tasha and Matt James as the host, you know? Uh, that excellent choice. What about Tyler Cameron? I'm surprised they oh, didn't try that. To, there we go. Try there to we go. do that. Tasha Maddie and Tyler Cameron. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fire podcast. Also, maybe Tasha and Hannah B as as oh, a yeah. duo. That'd be great. Yeah, I think that'd be really good. Actually, wow, that's a, that's a, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's it was very random, and I was just like, why? I could come up with ten other suggestions. The fact that, are that also that this random. is being announced, I was surprised, but it totally makes sense what you're saying. Like their numbers are going to be off the chart if yeah. Tasha if Tasha is doing this, like is doing the commentary while the season is airing. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be nuts. Everyone's gonna be tuning into that. The numbers are gonna be triple. Yeah, any and other what would she be Nation able to podcast. say? Like, well, act, do you think she'll be saying things? Like, well, at that point, I had been awake for 48 hours like do you think she'll be part dropping of that kind has, of insider stuff part of me has this feeling i feel like bachelor nation in the past like six months has loosened the reins a little bit and is letting people see behind the scenes more right. probably because now they can't help it because the contracts only last so long People are going out there saying stuff. So it's almost like if we're not, if you don't want to fight them, join them. And, and it I, becomes a curated sense of transparency. Transparency. They can control what exactly. Is let because out. at the end of the day, this is a Bachelor Nation podcast. My guess is Taisha, Hannah, Ann, and Joe are not going to be editing their own podcast. So if Bachelor Nation all of a sudden wants to edit around a couple snippets about what Taisha said, it can look like exactly. she's being fully honest, but still exactly. make sure that it's curated Curbed. somewhat. Yeah, and then Ooh. she doesn't have to go on any podcast, and then they don't even have to worry about that. Correct. Wow. Genius. Absolutely genius. <laughs> Cunning. I just don't understand why Bold, they brazen. chose those as her co-hosts. If you guys have any theories, let us know. I mean, Yeah, please, because I really can't think. I, I can't figure out the Hannah Ann and Joe piece. No, and I'm really not being rude. It's just like... No, it just doesn't make any sense to me. No. I don't know. Why not us and Tasha? Oh my god! Don't even. I can't believe. Like you, I think they would have contacted you at least. I know, but you know, again, there's <laughs> the, we never get invited to anything. No one's allowed to come on our podcast. <laughs> I know we've been shunned. You want to know something else? I found interesting. Okay, one. Did you see that Tommy Laren's now like flirting under Garrett's posts? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Okay, not actually flirting, but she's just yes. like, yes, keep standing up for you, what you believe, despite the libs. Garrett, Garrett is like going full board. Like Becca is like moved to Los Angeles, and Garrett is like dancing around in boots and his underwear and cowboy hats, and it's just like, what is happening right oh, now? I like didn't see that out there with like hunting animals, shooting with big gun. Like he 
is just... You checking up on him on your burner account? Oh, no, I'm getting <laughs> screenshots from people, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you. Please continue to send them to me because I don't wow. have access and I don't have a burner account. Wow. Actually, I need to get one. Yeah, I have one. I'm like so paranoid every once in a while. If I want to like go check on an ex and see what they're up to, I will get on the burner to watch their stories because I oh, don't sure. want to risk them. Yeah. Them seeing that And then there. I'm even so paranoid I won't even do it on the Chatty Broads account because I'm nervous that they'll be like, who is this person? And click oh, on yeah. It, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just even more embarrassing. No. Okay, so we do have a new Bachelorette ad that is out. We do, and it's kind of juicy looking, and it makes me wonder how much of the season are they going to show on that first night? I feel like we're going to... I think max we get two episodes. Or maybe they do a three-hour special on the first night. Yeah. I mean, that's always... Oh, yeah. Maybe they do do a two-nighter, like Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Or now it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That's going to be so confusing. Oh, my God. So we're going to drop our episodes Wednesday, I guess? I guess, yeah. Wednesday, Friday? Yeah, I guess. Um, But... Okay, so it's, you know, they've got all the puns in it. Clarity, clarify, top secret Clarence. Clarence. That's stupid. But it looks like there's already drama. Like, it's, she's only filming for a couple days. She's telling people to get out. They're lying. Men are crying already. Looking very sweaty. <laughs> Did you notice how sweaty everyone looks because of how hot yeah, it is? 119 degrees. And then we see a kiss, kiss, kiss with a certain someone who has a blindfold on. And... I'm wondering, okay, broads, skip ahead like two minutes if you're fully, fully spoiler free. Um, I'm wondering if the person, I'm not even going to say his name, if maybe they end up, you know why we have like the graduate poster? Do you think they end up having sex like first night or two together? And that's why we see him putting his socks on? And maybe then there's a whole drama and maybe... Claire and him sleep together and then she's like, I'm done. Like, I, he's the one. Shit, I don't know. It's a good idea, though. Because now I'm starting to think about that graduate style poster, him putting his clothes on her, standing there with the rose watching. It's like, oh, gosh, do they like maybe... I think you're thinking... I think you're getting too deep. Maybe, though. Actually, maybe. But if, like, I mean, there's a chance maybe he gets the first one-on-one date and that night they end up... And in it, Chris Harrison's in the clip, he's like, congratulations, you broke the bachelorette. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, not really. You're about to bring in a new bachelorette. Yeah, and you're about to do the normal thing. And your numbers you are about to explode. Um, but yeah, so oh God, I'm so excited. Well, I'm counting fun. down the weeks. I can't wait. You want to know some other thing that I thought was kind of crazy and for some reason is like, it's not, it's nobody's fault, but it's really bugging me. Tell me. Okay, so you know how they're filming Dancing with the Stars? Have you watched it, by the way? Yes, I watched. Oh, you did watch? I watched like big clips of it yeah okay yeah because we were like we're gonna watch and then i saw it came out and i was like and eh, don't care that enough you know to watch I just, it i really want to but it's just so long so i just watch the dances for the most part okay that's good yeah and then figure out what like rating they got and stuff yeah and just kind of see like who is killing it and who like who do you know who got the best score i don't sure. know i didn't see scores i just watched the dances but i can tell you who i think probably had the best dance who fucking caitlin Mm. she demolished and then lady gaga commented because she did caitlin dance to stupid love lady gaga's newer song and lady gaga tweeted about it and was just like this made me cry and i was like can you imagine lady gaga tweeting about you how was the cheer coach did you see her dance 
Oh, I don't know if I saw all of them. Okay. I think I watched like 10 dances. I want to look up who has the best score. Um, but what I thought, what kind of, okay, get this. You know how we're like, oh, how are they doing it with coronavirus? Yes. Are you talking about yes. the way that, yes. Yes. It's, okay. It's, so the professional dancers have to quarantine away from everyone for 11 weeks of filming, even their fucking wife or partner, wife, husband, children. Uh-huh. Everyone. Meanwhile, the stars uh-huh. get to do whatever. And uh-huh. the only reason I and knew about this. And we're seeing photos with yeah, them the only all reason I knew about this because there was a photo of like Becca, Chris Harrison, Lauren, Zima, Jason, and Caitlin all grabbing lunch together. And like all the all the professionals have to just be away from, from their, their families. families? <laughs> I know. I saw that was wild. I'm like, what the fuck? So what's the priority here to just protect the stars, the stars who are going to go do whatever the fuck they want in their own free time? Apparently. Can you believe? No, I can't believe. And and all, so upsetting, first of all. Second, if you watch it, so, you know, it's empty. There's no audience. But they have, like, cheers and boos, like, recorded that are happening. Oh, I know. That's what they did for the VMAs. I don't know if you watched that. I was like, what the? But, like, what? the booing and stuff. And I'm just like, what's going on? And then, like, there were film things. But then, like, when Tyra... Tyra was acting like they were live, even though they were pre-filmed. And that was kind of weird. Yeah. And it just felt like empty and kind of bizarre. But the weirdest part of the entire night, Becca. What? Was, <laughs> you have if you haven't watched it yet, you have to Wait, watch. Nev is on it too? Yes. From <laughs> Catfish, who was supposed to come on our podcast, actually. <sighs> we'll get him after he's, um, after he's. Uh, back home. Uh, oh my god! I think Carol Baskin got the worst store, no, no, score. No, 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 Becca, you have to watch Carol Baskin's dance. I watched it when I say fifteen times. I'm not exaggerating. I'm obsessed. So the dance, it was so. It was. I mean, I'm sorry, Carol, but it was real bad. And she's of of course they did Eye of the Tiger. She's in a cage. They're tigers. They're doing this whole oh thing. Oh my god! Okay. That's so embarrassing. Now, now there's that, but here's the big part. What? As it's airing, as the, it has its first night on ABC, Dancing with the Stars, primetime television, all of a sudden a commercial comes on. Uh-huh. And it's a commercial that says, hi, I'm Don Lewis's daughter. And it is a commercial from the deceased ex-husband of Carol Baskin, her kids, with their lawyer <gasps> saying, a smear campaign? something happened to our father. If you know anything, please contact us. Do you know if it was Carol Baskin? Literally calls her name out and says there's a $100,000 reward. Help us figure out what happened to our father. Oh, They bought the spot on prime television. Like, well, <laughs> can you believe and they call her out by name. First of all, can you imagine how expensive that spot was? And you know, ABC got the news and they were like, oh, you can absolutely have this spot because it brings up all this extra drama. It makes the how show insane. like insane. Yeah. How insane. How but, insane. But then I started to think about it. I'm like, oh, my God, these people like the 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 daughters of don lewis who believe carol baskin killed their dad they're watching her rise in fame and get a spot on dancing with the stars can you imagine how upsetting that is dude that is crazy i couldn't believe it's it. crazy i was screaming watching the commercial 
By the way, the best scores of the night were Sky Jackson and um, Justina Machado. Oh, it wasn't Caitlin? Um, no, but pretty close. They both got 21s, and then a couple other people, including Nev and Caitlin, got 20. I, Which, I so no one got above a twenty one. No I didn't one got watch above a seven. I didn't watch uh, a Scott or um, excuse me, Justine's, but I forgot I did watch Sky, and that was unbelievable. Really? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Nice, so talented. Like I'm just such a bad dancer when I watch some of these people. I'm just like, how are you doing this? Now I know Chriselle's a favorite, but uh, she did not. She do did so not well. do so well. She did not do so well when we were talking about. Caitlin potentially having competition, it's definitely not going to be Chriselle, I don't think, unless something changes drastically. <laughs> Caitlin's like a proper dancer. When you watch her dancing on the show, you're like, oh, wow, you're a dancer. Like, this is not a thing of like, oh, you're decent at dancing. It's sure. like, oh, no, you look like this is what you do. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Sky, never mind. That okay. Was- well... That, oh. Anyway, that with Dancing with the Stars. Which, I couldn't. Yeah, you're right. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I'm like, so you all get to just do whatever the fuck you want while your poor <laughs> dancing partners are literally like shut it's away like, from the world. Oh, very cool. <laughs> I don't get why the stars wouldn't just I mean, not the stars. I don't get why the professional dancers wouldn't be allowed to just like, why wouldn't everyone just do one of those instant tests? Yeah, the thing that's tough about the instant test, it, it there are some complications. So then it. what? The dancers are the ones that are liable to like possibly get coronavirus and like apparently. i guess then that sucks and that's on them apparently <laughs> i don't understand that's so fucked so the stars don't have to do instant tests before they go with meet up with their dancing oh partners? i bet that they do have to do instant tests but i'm saying that i think that there's uh as far as like medically goes there are certain like instant tests are good but they're not fully confirmed because um I don't know. Someone sent me this whole thing. I got to read it again. But there was a reason why then you like you need to quarantine afterwards. And that was like really important uh, for Bachelor oh, ABC. Um, so who knows what's going on? I don't understand. Oh, because when we were saying, why didn't Chris Harrison take yeah. like an instant test when he got yeah. back? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, anyway, what do you want? Well, anything else? Any other tea? Uh, well, uh, Bachelor news, Matt James was spotted, um, in his filming location. You know, they're going to be staying on the same, in the same location, just like how, uh, Claire was, except I forget it's not, it's somewhere else like Midwest. Um, what? Yeah. It's like, in, it looks like some ski resort type spot, like cozy vibes. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Not dripping hot. So at least... They made That's the so mass majority of men in their suits be dripping hot and they're not making like the mass majority of women. No, they're just going to freeze to death in their spaghetti strap dresses. <laughs> they just want their the nips cold. to be hard the whole time. <laughs> like, I actually can't count the number of times I was on the verge of hypothermia <laughs> when we were filming. You're like, this isn't worth it. It's insane. Um, So there's that. So, okay, so they're doing filming. like summer vibes for The Bachelorette. I think And so. then like winter, winter vibes. vibes for The Bachelor. I think so. I think so. That's so funny. Like, that's so interesting to me. I would so much. I'm like, give me the winter vibes. I do not want the summer vibes. I'm telling you, when you're on The Bachelor and you're wearing the cocktail gowns, you True, freeze huh? to death. It's, trust me, it's the heat is You better. know, though, I would just wear a pantsuit the whole time. <sighs> true. <laughs> that's true. But then I'd be gone night one because they're not ready for that. <laughs> the Bachelor's just like, who is this person? Yuck. <laughs> this pantsuit. Lesbian? definitely right <laughs> um and then the last bit of bachelor tea um is pd pie 
Pilot Pete uh, has left a mysterious date for us via some Instagram posts. So people were commenting on one of his and Kelly's latest posts being like, you know, love you guys together. But like, why didn't you choose her to begin with? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Peter drops some news and says that the truth will be revealed on March 15th. So I'm assuming that's when their uh, contracts are up. And he's like, we have a lot that we need to talk about. I will be counting down the days till March 15th. <laughs> Already in my calendar. And then Kelly made some comment and basically said on her Instagram, I believe, said that um, Peter was led to believe that she was there for the wrong reasons by producers. Okay, if that's all the tea, then. I but I'm really saying. Care. If the T is like, hey, it, she was like, no, I want to be here. And the producers were literally telling her he doesn't really like you that way. He likes other girls and telling Peter maybe she's not interested in you. She's here just for fun. She's here for the wrong reasons. Then, of course, both parties are going to be like, I guess this yeah, isn't working. This. Um, And then he moves on. I also, though, I'm sure he's going to drop. I pray he's going to drop some tea about the whole Maddie, Hannah, Ann situation. Yes. Because like. Obviously, it was sort of revealed that he had been seeing Kelly like yes. before, even after the final rose. And then Kelly's in the audience. And we then like are him about, and Maddie like pretend to be together for 24 hours. Like what? We are about to get so much tea and we got to get our hands on Pilot Pete around that okay, time. Wait, 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 wait. Hmm, Never mind. I was going to say, remember when he told Hannah Ann that he like, did he ever explicitly say Maddie's name when he broke up with Hannah Ann? I don't know now that Me, I think about it. Neither. What if so? What if he Kelly? was talking about Kelly, and then producers were like, "No, no, 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 no." And no, then, no. and like, then Chris Harrison see. goes to Maddie and is like, "Pilot Pete is really interested in you," and Pete doesn't know. And remember, he's standing there, and she walks up, and Pete goes, "Maddie, what are you doing here? What if he thought it was going to be Kelly? What if they made him think it was going <gasps> to?" And then he looks like a fucking idiot. So then, of course, he's kind of like, oh, okay. And it's also Pete, who's like Mr., you know, doesn't romance really know, yeah. emotions. So he's also, just like, like, doesn't really know what to do with himself yeah. if, like, you know, authority, like his mother comes along. Yeah, what if? Oh, my Someone's God. Someone please go back. I certainly will not spend my time doing it. But someone needs to go back and check out the Hannah Ann breakup and see if he ever said Maddie's name. And if he does, listen to see if it's a Frankenbike clip. Like if you're not seeing his face in the <sighs> moment and they added that in. <gasps> oh, God. Didn't he have a conversation with Chris Harrison, too? Uh, Maddie did. Chris Harrison and him had a conversation, I think. Someone needs to figure but this de- out. Basically, figure out if our definitely could be true. we have confirmation that he did not reach out to Maddie. That indeed, Bachelor producers and Chris Harrison went to see Maddie, and he did not know that she was coming. Oh my god! Oh my god! So what if oh he god. thought it was Kelly? Oh my god! And that's why fucking Kelly was in the audience. Why would Kelly have been in the audience? She was the only person who was on after the final rose in the audience. What if she was there waiting for them to like make this announcement, like? you know, actually they're together. What if they were... Oh, my God. It really does and make so much sense. And that's maybe why Barb was so angry and Barb is just like, they're, they're, they are like tossing around my poor Peter. They're doing this to him and he is in I love mean, with she my went sweet after Kelly. Maddie, though, which is a little bit misplaced. <laughs> but Right. But he did choose Hannah Ann first 
and then the whole drama but and then it also would make sense too why then barb the day of after the fight or the 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 next day after after the final rose was commenting on kelly's photos like i can't wait for a girl's day like and then jack brother jack was just like you guys just wait there's so much you you don't know know. but he was saying that also in regards to maddie true what if what if oh my god okay okay don't come for me because this is just a theory but what if like maddie knew everything the producers were doing and peter didn't yeah what if she like or what if yeah what if she like played into it you know i'm not maddie stands don't come it's just a theory Maybe that's what they were, or like they, or Maddie knew more. Like, hey, yes, Peter is interested, but in in Kelly, but we think that maybe he actually has feel. And then, like, he does. He thinks someone else. Like, maybe she knew more going in, and she also knew that they weren't going to work, but they like got her to do it, and so she was like down for it. And maybe Peter wasn't as down or didn't know. Yeah, or like maybe. <sighs> I just don't know. I don't know. And it's interesting to me that the, the top four girls are like BFFs now. Like and Hannah like, Ann and Maddie are like best. Besties. Hannah Ann, Maddie, Victoria, and Kelsey are going on like vacations together. Like what's going on? What is going on? I do not know. Well, I'm counting down. Send us your theories. Send us your theories. Um, well, we have more that we can chat about. Uh, but before we do that, we got to we got to pause because this is important okay Okay. this is very important i thoroughly believe that doctor's office waiting rooms can be the worst oh they are the worst so sorry but when i'm not feeling well or i think something might be off sitting in a dimly lit room filled with early 2000s magazines um and usually with my very energetic child in tow is low on my list of preferred activities and for obvious reasons i'm trying to stay away from those waiting rooms right now in general and that's why i switched to using plush care oh my god plush care they make seeing a doctor so easy i can do it right from home oh my gosh it's great they provide virtual doctor's appointments through your smartphone or computer you just pick a time that works for you and you book an appointment right online you can be diagnosed treated and even have prescriptions sent to your local pharmacy in minutes in a snap we're talking the entire process from start to finish in less time than it would take you to make the drive to your doctor's office plus you can tell the doctors really care they're available anytime you have questions or concerns i really really like this whole the whole setup's amazing that's what it is i really like that whole virtual doctor experience it's so amazing and to answer what i'm sure most of you are thinking i mean i know i was yes Yes, Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. Personally, um, I get migraines that can knock me out for the day. Um, and if I don't have the right medication on hand, Plush Care has made getting those prescriptions really convenient because the migraines tend to hit at random moments. Um, and if you suffer from them, you know that without your medication, it can be worst case scenario. Also, Evan was needing to uh, do a doctor's appointment the other day and he ended up using plush care instead. He got an appointment literally like two hours after he scheduled it, day of, uh, an amazing doctor, all from home. It was so convenient, so easy. I'm obsessed. With plush care, we don't need to put off seeing a doctor and neither should you. No more excuses. Make your appointment today. Go to plushcare.com slash chatty. That's P-L-U-S-H dot com slash chatty plushcare.com slash chatty 
So, you know, when you love the idea of something, but in practice, it goes horribly wrong. Surely that could be applied to a lot of things. But specifically, I'm talking protein powder. I want the boost of protein in my day. But just saying the words, I can feel like my mouth puckering in preparation for that chalk-like, quote-unquote, vanilla-flavored room-temperature concoction that I'm not even sure is good for human consumption. Judging by the ingredients in most protein powders, I'm going to go with no. Yeah. <laughs> things like artificial flavors, additives, and xanthan gum are not the things I want to be eating at all. But like Jess, I also want a little boost of protein in a smoothie or a bowl in the morning. And if you're like us, you need to try Truvani, the plant-based protein that is actually good for you. The ingredients are both natural and simple. Just six ingredients like protein, pea protein, pumpkin seed protein, and monk fruit. This protein powder won't leave you crashing in a few hours and actually makes you feel satisfied afterwards. Each serving has 20 grams of protein. It's the ultimate fast food in the best way. Uh, I toss the chocolate flavor in a bowl of oatmeal, and I swear to God, it tastes like dessert, only it's better than dessert because it's organic, it's vegan, it's easy on the body because, like we said, the ingredients are simple and pure. Uh, and finally have a protein powder that tastes as good as it says it's going to. It's actually really good. And speaking of dessert, if you go on Truvani's website, you can find a bunch of recipes that you can use their protein powder with. Like I'm obsessed with making uh, bliss balls from their protein powder. They have brownie recipes. It's so good. Today, Truvani has a special opportunity for our listeners. You can get a pro protein powder gift pack, including a full-size bag, your choice of flavors, for a full 50% off, plus more free gifts from Truvani, like a glass straw. Love it. This is a $99 value now, yours for just $29.99. To get the full protein powder gift pack for just $29.99, plus free gifts, text Chatty to 64000. Text Chatty to 64000 for this amazing offer from Truvani. Again, text Chatty to 64000. Um, okay, so... <clears throat> This is off topic, but I do need what? to talk to you about this. Now we're moving on from Bachelor. What? Uh, there was a whole thing going around on the internet that Kimmy K, we have to always come back to the Kardashians, of course, because they are the platform of everything. Um, she was having to prove to the world that she had 10 toes. Did you see this? Yes. So there was this whole, this is the level of conspiracy theory that 2020 has taken us to, that people are theorizing that Kimmy K has 11 toes. Okay, and why are people are talking about this? I don't know. But she was posting like pictures of her feet to prove that she had 10 toes. So I went down a foot rabbit hole and I have something to tell you. What? Becca Martinez, you, my dear, are on wiki feet. Oh, I know. I already <laughs> found myself on. I meant to talk about this on Chatty Broads. Oh, yeah. I've, I meant to bring this up like Why years ago. Why have you ago. not posted about this? Why are you not? I would have like a plaque in my house. You have been like you have a high vote on beautiful feet. I don't have that beautiful of feet. I think you have really nice feet. Um, My big toe is like freakishly big. <laughs> so you're on wiki feet. I know. I had never been on wiki feet before. Well, there went 17 hours straight. Are you on WikiFeet? No, I'm not on WikiFeet. You're not? No, I mean, like, please, if anyone wants to start, like, posting my feet and putting me on there, great. <laughs> okay, it's I'm actually kind of it. crazy because, um, oh, that's interesting. When I typed in, oh, yeah, someone named Lauren Ambrose is on WikiFeet. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because when you go on it, it's actually creepy. It's pretty much yeah, like it's horrifying. every... 
like story I've ever had on my Instagram that has my foot in it is like on wiki feed. So there are people waiting to screenshot your feet. They're watching your stories every day, praying for a foot. Like it's pretty appearance. weird. They want a Becca foot appearance. Look at these. It's like photos of my feet in like Birkenstocks. Actually, there hasn't been an updated one in a while, but it's pretty weird. It's just been me the whole time. I'm just like, oh my God, another picture of a foot screenshot. It's sent bizarre. To yeah. I do have. Okay. Okay, this is insulting. Well, it's not necessarily insulting. I guess there's nothing wrong with big feet. But they say my shoe size is eight and a half. It's not an eight and a half. It's a seven and a half. Okay, so, so how do they bitch, know? I have a 10. So come for me with big feet. Okay, we're almost the same height. I'm just a little bit taller than you. And I am a 10. My parents they don't look tell me big. That I, and like I said, you look like you're five nine. So my parents fits. used to tell me that my feet looked like I would be able to ski really well. People used to be like, can you swim well with those flippers? Because you used to wear Converse a lot, which make your feet oh, look yeah, even Oh, yeah, that bigger. definitely doesn't do anyone any favors and my if they don't want to look like that. gigantic. Feet. But I remember being, a, you know, when you're young and you want big feet. When I was like in third grade, I was the shit because my feet were so big. And then all of a sudden I got older and people were like, wow, you have a size 10. But it's really easy to go shoe shopping. I can get, I always can get the size. Because oh. yeah, Nordstrom Rack, I bet you slay oh, in the queen. size 10 area. Oh, queen. I can get those designer shoes for, you know, 75% off. See, seven and a half, forget it. Yeah. That is like everyone and their mother has a size seven and a half or a size eight foot. Yeah. No, I got that big ass foot baby <laughs> that, but not ba- like, that bath <laughs> I got that bath but not like Paris Hilton Paris Hilton I think has a 13 a size okay. 13 no, shut the fuck up are you serious I swear it's a 12 or a 13 shut up yeah are you serious I remember finding that out about her and being like I feel seen by Paris she has she an is, 11 no that's yeah, it's an 11 there's no way. Yeah. Okay, then who am I thinking of? I don't know, but size 11 is still pretty big. I mean, it's big, but she's also tall. There's someone that I'm thinking of who's like famous, who has gigantic feet. And I was like, yes, mother of all of our feet. I <laughs> worship you. Thank you. I mean, 11's pretty big. It is. She probably has to get custom designer shoes. Okay. Yes, my dear. Next week? Yes. On Tuesday, uh-huh. we will be talking uh-huh. about Paris Hilton's documentary. Yes. Okay, so by the way, we're about to launch into talking about The Social Dilemma because we told everyone last week to watch The Social Dilemma. Yes. So we're going to talk about that. Never fear. You did not watch that in vain. No. Next week, Broad Squad, mobilize. <laughs> Go on YouTube. It's free. It's free. Yeah. YouTube is free. At least for now. Unless they cancel that. Yeah, because even Netflix, I mean, you know, that's not free. We pay for it. But yeah, on YouTube, you can watch Paris Hilton's documentary. I already watched it. Did you watch it yet? Of course I did. Oh my God. We have to talk about it. There's so much that I want to talk with you about. There's so many factors. We have to talk about it. So next Tuesday, watch it. Speaking of Paris Hilton, so that we can all talk about it. And by the way, if you're going, I don't need to watch a documentary on Paris Hilton. No, I'm going to tell you guys, this right now. It is not what you think it's it is not going what you think to be. It is. There are so not many, about like her and her dogs. No, we we find out a whole different side of Paris. It's shocking. It's a haunting like documentary. It's really sad. It's I really sad. Ended up just feeling really sad for her. And broads, once you watch and we can discuss on Tuesday, I will be going off about why nothing. I haven't seen more in the news about you know what that happened do you have theories on that i don't know 
Oh, I thought you were going to like, I thought you meant going no, off I just on like can't, I can't, about it. I can't believe that like it's not being, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I can't believe it's not being talked about more. It's shocking to me. It's pretty fucking, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. So go watch. If that didn't tease it enough. Thank like you, it. Paris Hilton. Where's our check? I noticed that video did not have very many views. It relatively really didn't. Speaking. Considering that it's Paris Hilton and you know that mom is a huge Paris Hilton fan. And you didn't even know about it until someone sent it to you. I know. One of the broads sent it to me. Thank you so much. Uh, and said, why aren't we talking about this? And I'm like, I watched well, it. Well, we why are be. we talking about this? We need to be. I also uh, had, well, Evan was working uh, right before the pandemic, was working with an artist um, on a live show. And I guess this artist is good friends with Paris Hilton because she was then hanging out backstage and Evan had quite some interactions with her. We can talk about that, too. That was actually one of the wildest parts of the documentary is when the the Tomorrowland scene with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Oh my God. Okay, we got we have to stop. <laughs> no, it's too I good. Want, I want to talk about it right now, but we won't. I know, we, we, won't, won't, we, won't. we won't. We won't. We won't. We'll save it. We'll save it. It's so uh, good. It's so good. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. So anything else before we talk about before social dilemma? Yes. Just a couple things. First and foremost, another thing that everyone should watch immediately is Dane Cook. Uh, a few days ago, uh, basically hosted a table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High oh my for God. charity. And he got, are you ready for the lineup? It was a Zoom, a giant Zoom call to do a table read. And these are the people <clears throat> who were part of the table read. Are you ready? Morgan Freeman narrating. <laughs> Julia Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, uh, Ray Liotta, Sean Penn, Shia LaBeouf, uh, John Legend, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, and I'm I'm forgetting. People. Did you watch it? Of course, I watched. Oh my god, it. I want to watch. It's incredible. Really? Yes. And there are some moments. First and foremost, when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, everyone's on on the Zoom, and no one's like specifically saying hi to. Like everyone's just like hi everybody, hi everybody. And then all of a sudden, uh, Brad Pitt goes, "Hey Aniston," and she's like, "Hey Pitt, honey, how are you doing?" And they have this cute little moment. And of course, they had them be the characters that are opposite of each other, having uh-huh. like a sex scene. So that was like wild. And um, what is it? What was this for? It was for charity. What charity? Um, it was Core. It's um, one of Sean Penn. I think it's Sean Penn, his like charity that he Got or it. nonprofit that he started. But Dane Cook put this together. He says he's going to do another one soon. It's fantastic. Oh, fun. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Shia LaBeouf was so unbelievable so everyone else is just reading you know doing a table read and they're kind of acting but they're reading Shia LaBeouf off book memorized and he was in character the whole time so everyone else is in their house I love him I'm obsessed like the biggest crush he was in his car has has the the the, uh, camera set up he's Smoking pot, high, so high, taking a shirt off, pacing, listening to music, like literally when like in full character, like became Spicoli. And to watch Sean Penn watch Shia be Spicoli and just crush it. I was like, I felt like pride. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It's legendary. I mean, I've watched a lot. of. Did you watch Honey Boy? That was devastating. Devastating. Did you watch Peanut Horrible. Butter Falcon? Um, of course. I, I preach to everyone I that comes across my path that they, they have to watch it. Shia is 
the what greatest was the other movie there was another one that came out i think like this past year there's been i mean continue he, on what you were saying though. oh no it, it was just watching like watching all of these legends like mcconaughey Sean Penn, Morgan Freeman, watching Julia Roberts, are you fucking kidding me? Watching them watch Shia made me emotional because mm. they were like in awe, like the biggest smiles on their faces. Like they couldn't believe. It's like watching these Academy Award winning legends watch someone just be the most talented. Like, okay, broads, you have to watch Honey Boy because in Honey Boy, Shia LaBe- LaBeouf is playing his dad, the role of his dad. Yes interacting with an actor playing him as a child and it's basic okay this is the craziest thing if you've watched it okay basically no spoilers but it's nuts his dad is basically like there's issues there there's some some major issues going on okay it's all based upon his real childhood the interview with the dad after they were like, you know, how much of this real? And he goes, well, I never smoked pot with my son. That was like the one thing he disputed. And if you yeah. have seen the movie or you're if like, you watch think it, that you you're like, dispute a lot. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. His one thing is like, well, I never I never smoked weed with him. There are so many other things in that movie. And that's the one thing that he's like, well, that's not accurate. It's crazy. He's, Shia is, I mean, from even Stevens, I was a fan. Let's mm. be real. I used to I loved even Stevens. <laughs> Holes. Holes. I mean, Iconic. Shia is, if you like deep dive into Shia, when he had the movie with Brad Pitt, where it was like the World War One or World War Two movie, I forget. Oh, he I didn't shower. Oh my God, it's incredible. He didn't shower for three, the whole time he was on set because he was like in his role. Method. Th- full method, three months. And they said it was like problematic because he smelled so bad to like try to be in it because they were in a tank together. They like filmed all, most of their scenes in this tank in a small space, him and Brad Pitt. And it was like Brad is like showering every Brad single Pitt's day, rubbing like, dirt on. By himself. the way, during this table read, you see Brad Pitt, and you're like, "How do you look? Who are you? Like, he's got these. He's wearing these jewels. He looks like this gorgeous. Wait, king. is that also, what that screenshot Julia- was? Did you see the meme where it was like Brad Pitt looks like someone's aunt? Like- oh, probably. <laughs> But Julia Roberts is just God. I mean, I, I just couldn't even believe it. It was it was just like the most heartwarming thing to watch ever. And then Morgan Freeman narrating because there are so many moments in Fast Times that are like, and then they shove the carrot down their throat, like you know, it, it's 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 sexual, right? And Morgan Freeman narrating it, and every once in a while he'd be like, oh oh God, <laughs> before you would say something. I love that. Wait, amazing. look at this meme. Is this what he looked like during yes, the Zoom? Yes. Read, the, read the caption. It's a picture. The of, caption says, "It's a picture." Your divorced aunt who runs a community theater in New Mexico and loves using the word yoni. <laughs> it's so true. He like looks this, just the way like he it. looks. It's like he's got these glasses on and like these beads, and his hair is like definitely like yeah. He played. He literally played into. He brought like props, so he was wearing different hats. He would like change. It was the cutest thing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, also, broads. Sorry, one more Shia LaBeouf plug. You have to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh. It is so heartwarming without being cheesy. Unreal. Did, did you not just love it? You uh, sobbed. Like, <laughs> it made me feel... Yeah, all the good things. Also, at one point, Shia had his journey where he was, um, you know, uh, hitchhiking all over the United States. That's incredible. Like, you can see clips of that. Yeah, I, the, he's... He, I'm just... I'm just a huge fan. By the way, in that movie... So in Peanut Butter Falcon, one of the main characters has Down syndrome. 
And the movie's actually pretty cool. I went into this. Um, the directors met this actor with Down syndrome at a camp mm-hmm. that's like for actors and yeah, performing arts people, both with and without disabilities. And they met him and they were like, we got to make a movie with him. And the movie actually had a really low budget. And so what they were just doing was basically bringing along this actor, the one with Down syndrome, to different actors and being like, hey, meet this person. Will you make a movie with us? And like everyone who's in the movie was basically like, yes. The movie had a really small budget. It was like the whole movie's budget was like normally what Shia LaBeouf's like probably paycheck would be for a movie. And during the filming, that's when Shia had that whole breakdown in Florida where he like got a DUI and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And the actor, I I wish I knew his name. The actor with Down syndrome, like basically said to him, they were friends. And he was like, you are ruining like my shot right now. Like basically like you're being an asshole. Like this is what I've worked for my entire life. Yeah. And you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf said that it was like the most like eye opening thing of like how he was like being selfish and how he needed to pull it together because it like wasn't just about him in that moment. Wow. And they're like still friends to this day. It's pretty cool. It's a great movie. It's such a good movie. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. Okay. Oh, but broads, you should check that out. Um, and yeah, I got more tea, but we can talk about that on next episode because this stuff yeah. can be discussed whenever. Okay, great. There's some fun stuff. Great. Um, so should we chat social dilemma? Yeah, I have thoughts. Yeah. All right. You start. So broads, if you didn't watch the social dilemma, I'm going to give you a quick little rundown here. Uh, it's on Netflix and it is a movie that was made. Um, and the people who are starring in it were like people who had huge roles, um, at companies like Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Pinterest like these were people who were you know part of making all the main programming like the marketing everything so you get a really behind the scenes view of social media Um, and the like main guy that they're talking to basically uh, used to work was it um, at Facebook right and then he he ended up realizing that he felt like from a moral standpoint that this is getting out of control. It was unethical. And he was like, he is now like heading up uh, these campaigns and like, he's trying to make a change so that we can deal with some of this social media shit ethically. Um, My favorite was the white guy with the dreads who was like, (laughs) mess with them. Like, (laughs) Don't click on the recommended YouTube videos. Type in the YouTube video you want. It's like, all right, bro. <laughs> he definitely. If has- you normally check your phone at 10 a.m., switch it up. Check it at 10:30 a.m. Keep them on their toes. Uh, okay, so my I loved him. I was obsessed with him. Um, I'm like, this guy's been in quarantine lockdown before quarantine this guy's lockdown. Guy's done way ever. too much acid <laughs> and, just and, too much and acid. had a trip where he was like, <sighs> saw his phone melting in front of him, and like, I okay for me this the I this was like a very necessary movie for me to see mm. now, not in the way of like I watched it and right away I got really freaked out the first like 24 hours and then when I was processing it more, um, because in the movie they're talking about how you know, your phone is basically like it 
learns about you. I mean, it's it's AI business, right? Like their pro these programs are made by people to basically just sell you and to keep you on the screen. Yeah. Longer. So like, if you haven't watched it, it's sort of like there's some different things. Like basically anything that you that you click on, search, even like places you go is feeding data for the AI to like come up with what can we. The, the whole purpose is like, what can we sell you, right? If you go, if all of a sudden you I mean, are, we all know this. You know, we're course. talking about Gucci belts and conversation. All of a sudden you're going to get an ad for a Gucci belt on your Instagram. Exactly. Like, but it's saying even like, hey, when you're looking at old photos, it recognizes that you're looking at old photos. It goes, ah, oh, nostalgia. They're missing these people. It's missing this time. And so they're going to like then have ads based on more nostalgic thoughts or whatever. Um, you know, which is... When... when I was watching it the first time that started to like wake me out. I was like, fuck, like it knows all this shit about me when it knows when around you take breaks, like around lunchtime and like where your activity goes up. And then if you're not on your phone, it'll like ding you for certain things to try to get you back onto your phone. Like, ooh, Apple News pops up and said that this is going on or whatever. Yeah, with like a provocative title that um, you might like be interested in based on what they know about you to try to suck you in like it also it mentioned um it mentions uh facebook for instance like what's going to lock someone in oh getting a message that says someone tagged you in a photo of course we're fucking narcissists we want to see what that picture is but then how facebook will send you an email that says click here to look at the photo it doesn't just have the photo in the email because it's trying to get you back on Facebook. Okay, here was my thing. The worst part about it, like the thing that's actually most no- noteworthy, in my opinion, is when they're talking about based on like the data that they've farmed from you with new stuff in particular, yes. they will basically just keep feeding you stuff on Facebook, Instagram, or like through your news app that confirms what you already think. It Correct. basically helps keep you in this like Correct. hamster wheel of always being like validated by news that agrees with you and like other people that agree with you. Right. So for instance, if, you know, right right, right now around election time, if you're anti-Trump or you're starting to like things that are, you know, uh, uh, liberal or like pro-Democrat, whatever, it's only going to show you like via the algorithm things that are anti-Republican, pro-Democratic, which is then such an interesting thing when, for instance, I'll say this, uh, when something occurs in the news that is terrible, my news feed is flooded with people posting about, you know, the the latest like uh, uh, instance of poli- police brutality or, um, you know, another protest that's going on that like I'm like, we're going to get my I got to get my ass to that, you know, whatever. And it, it's posting all that. And I'm seeing all this shit. But for instance, my friend, for instance, who is a Trump supporter, isn't seeing any of that. And my brain goes, how fucking dare her see all these things and just ignore them? Well, the fact of the matter is the they might not be seeing them at all. That's, that's- yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Which is like, I'm like, how can you support? How can you ignore? Now, I'm not I'm not trying to justify people's decisions and, you know, and actions no, I know and whatever. What you're saying. But sometimes I'm kind of baffled by people seemingly ignoring certain things that are happening in the news. And, every, and that's what they're making the point of. Everyone feels that same way. So, right? Yes. So, other people that may not agree with you or may see other things, they're probably getting all this certain type of news mm-hmm. on their 
platform and being like, how can everyone else ignore this? Right. And it becomes this really polarizing right. thing where, yeah, everyone hates each other and is just being their own opinions are constantly being reinforced, which really isn't healthy. You know, it's good for us to be challenged on what we think all the time. Um, but OK, so that aside, that's like the most to me, the most like obvious and pressing issue that needs to be addressed. That was the part That's a that, real problem. That was the part that really rattled me that I then was thinking about number one, about like when I'm processing things, mm-hmm. also being generous with other people, also trying to like understand maybe what I'm not seeing or yeah, all that. And then it was the older gentleman who kept saying stuff that was hitting me really hard too, where he was talking about like it creates this, this, uh, angst in society because we start to just like despise each other which me reading the fourth turning i'm like well this is you know this is characteristic of a crisis era you know we're going to be okay yeah i know that's literally how i feel i'm like well typical typical of the crisis era wait till 2026 we'll be all right folks we'll be all right yeah and then the rebuilding will come and disaster will occur again Oh jeez! <laughs> but actually, it was really interesting to watch that that movie in um in conjunction with with that book. Actually, sorry, I will shut up about it. But okay, then everything. This is the thing, though. And I'm for some reason the past couple months I've started to be really skeptical of like literally everything, mm-hmm. which is something that the truthers say. But the problem is that the truthers aren't skeptical about any of the things that they believe at all. Right. You know, yeah. So that's I just want to throw that out there because I'm like question everything. But the problem is some of the people that are saying question everything right now are literally not questioning the mm-hmm. whole group of their beliefs. Also. These kind of got lost in the DMs. If people want to recommend um, people I, to have. I got a couple. You did? Couple. You have some written down? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. We got some some great ones, so thank you. Okay, okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. Because I had some that I lost in the stratosphere. This is the thing about the documentary. It's all coming from one side. And so we have to remember this when we watch this kind of thing. You notice some of the stuff. They're playing dystopian, unsettling music behind everything that they say to creep you out sure the weird acted narrative i was like that's just a side note personal i was like what yeah the acted narrative felt like it was an it's trying to play on your emotions for right. sure and of so course. it was a little i was just like okay extra yeah. way to be extra also they create they make even though they're saying at times during the documentary like ai isn't like a person ai isn't like a thing they're literally showing they're they're depicting AI being these three like these triplets who are in controlling who are, they're like we have this bio data and it looks like they're pulling up stats from like a secret but spy how, hideout. But, but how else are they supposed to to for you know someone like myself for instance who has a hard time understanding they could literally what AI just show could be. they could literally just show a computer screen and show a chart and be like this many likes of this kind of thing. They made it, the, the point is, it was made to feel super diabolical of like, oh, now we know that Sam's taking a break. Why don't we shoot him a notification and see how he responds to that? Yeah. It was, okay, come on, you gotta agree. No, no, it was no, so diabolically no, 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 no. painted. It was, it was completely diabolically painted and I think that they really messed with your emotions. They leaned in hard. They leaned in hard, but I think, I mean, it's, it's it's part of like everything's leaning in hard to your emotions, right? So 
they did what they said. Like, they're basically doing what they're saying AI is doing via Instagram and all that. Like, they're playing into that. Yeah. But I felt like for some people, you have, like, that has to happen and it has to be painted in a way or else it's just, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, a bunch of scientists talking about how, like, our brains aren't properly, like, functioning the way they should be because we're staring at a screen and we're not interacting with humans and we're only seeing... Do you know what I'm saying? So part of me felt like that had to occur for some people to get, like, hooked into it. It's like watching The Bachelor with the music playing in the background and, like, certain things happening. So that... That part for sure. But I but I did feel like it was one of those things that when you have the heads, like the fucking heads of all these places who have been, who like, you know, the guy who started Pinterest, like all these people who are like, yeah, this is happening and this is bad. I'm kind of like, okay. Now, it wasn't, it didn't leave me where I was like, taking my phone and like chucking my phone across the room and I'm like I will never go on it was just more of an awareness that I feel like at least I needed where I'm like okay sometimes I get sucked into this world that like my phone is life where it's like the opinions of people on the other side of this who I don't even know matter like I'll let it dictate my whole mood if I read something and someone has a problem with something that I said or someone's put like or I don't post this or whatever like I'll let it dictate everything and I I will tell you this what it made me go for sure is guess guess who's not getting a phone like ever is my child maybe just a phone like you know a basic like flip phone where she can the, call me what's it called the cricket or not you know the, the one razor? Where the, no it's the one that um that you give to kids where it literally only has like four numbers in the phone and you can't yeah. do anything else with yeah, it. yeah what is that yes i'm gonna like that's like the, ember be like here just to contact the jitterbug me. yeah <laughs> I guess you're not getting people. you're not getting all this shit like you I do didn't not have need phone, social media i wasn't allowed to have a phone till i was 16 period I, I, I guess but we have a pretty big age gap though it actually does yeah it's an age gap that i guess does make a difference in cell phones because everyone in fifth grade had a had a like a, a sidekick yeah because i was the like i got a phone when i was 16 and i was one of the first people to have a phone like oh, okay. in like my school i remember it was like everyone was like whoa and i'm like i know <laughs> now it was like everyone in fifth grade had yeah. a phone which oh, oh it sucked you gotta you gotta hold on fast I know you gotta hold on fast but it's I just, think that it is beneficial that was another thing too to see the numbers of like suicide like preteen suicide that have gone through the that roof was nuts. the scene of the girl looking in the mirror with her face because of the like Snapchat filters that hit me sideways because I think about that shit all the time I almost posted on social media the other day there's this one filter called like pretty baby or something that all everyone's using on Instagram right now, like Kylie Jenner, Kendall, Tana, you know, Stassi, all the big like glam girls. And it fully changes your face, but it does it in a way that like, unless you're looking in that corner to see if they have that filter on, you're just going, wow, that person looks like that. And there's no disclosure of like, I have a full blown filter on my face that's changing everything. And when I put that filter on my face, I'm barely recognizable. But when I stare at it long enough and then I unclick, I'm like, you're hideous. <laughs> like, I'm like, I got to call plastic surgeon right now to get all this shit fixed. And I'm like, and I'm a 31 year old woman, mm-hmm. let alone a 12 year old girl looking at Kylie Jenner, seeing those filters and being like, you know, comparing herself in this way and that oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like I used to work for um, I was a nanny for a family where the dad was the head of an app company and the mom was 
worked very high up in Amazon. And it was true what they said in the documentary of like their kids were allowed almost no screen time. We're mm-hmm. talking, I think they were allowed, they weren't even allowed screen time during the week. They would do like, they had coding class at school. And then on the on the weekends, they got like an hour on Saturday and an hour on Sunday of screen time. I mean, it so. is, it's true when you're, when you step away from your phone, your life is different. Mm. And it's hard because, you know, obviously, specifically you, like, that was like, I mean, you've got this huge platform and following. And since this podcast, I felt like, oh, my God, I need to stay online because there's news coming in. What if I miss this shit bachelor wise and we don't cover it and I got to stay, you know, but it is so necessary to just put that phone away and walk away and it will change like the course of a week. If I'm like for the next three days, I'm only going to check my phone from this hour to this hour. Oh, yeah. Granted, I checked on screen time and I didn't realize that maps counts as screen time and FaceTime counts as screen time. Um, so I was like, six hours a day. Like, <laughs> ah, I'm like horrible. And then I actually went into it and I'm like, okay, well. But it, I mean, okay, it inspired me to definitely make changes. Like the past two days, I was on Instagram an hour and a half or less on both days. But I was just like, okay, this is definitely selling like one side of the story. And I don't think it's realistic in the world we live in now to be like, you know, divorcing ourselves completely from technology. And it made me really evaluate the ways in which it brings color and richness. Oh, this is another thing I want to say. Yeah. I do like whenever I see people talking about like now more the enter of the inner more than ever on the internet, like we're in our bubble of like beliefs. I do want to bring the counterpoint that throughout history we lived in fucking tiny little towns and villages yeah talk about a bubble people were literally had no chance of being exposed to different opinions or different beliefs oh, in their bubble no, it's like, i think that's this isn't new no if it wouldn't be for social media like the ability especially for now younger people to see there's so many negatives but there are so many positives it's like all of a sudden we're able to see more disabled bodies we're able to see like you know people from different communities that i nece- that i wasn't necessarily like in like you know growing up in well i mean i you you it widens it can widen your perspective so much and like you said bring so much color and especially some of these younger kids and we talked about it on our last episode with maybe and ellie like on tiktok and there's more like trans representation and like these younger people seeing that i though what i was all about was the main guy talking about like not making it go away but it needs to be ethically handled he's like there's a group of white men <laughs> in silicon valley who are just programming and it's it's you know mark zuckerberg is running the world and he's just looking at this as like money and marketing versus getting other people with their hands involved in making sure that it is like ethically handled not like by every all of the internet and all social media goes out the door like by any stretch of the imagination well and people also have to remember this sort of bugged me too it was like, yeah, hello, we're using platforms like Instagram and Facebook like for free. Like there obviously is a cost. Like you don't have to pay a subscription to be on Instagram or Facebook. So like, of course, it's going to be there's going to be some clause that someone's going to make but money think, off of you using but I, it. But I think people forget that because think about this, like no shade to anyone who's who's sent this to us because I do this all the time. But for instance, this podcast is free to listen to. And sometimes, you know, people have complained about us having ads in it. And it's like, well, there is always a cost because yes. that's just 
part of what a free service is. Yes. But I know I forget that all the time. Right. You know, like, but no, yeah, you're, nothing, you're right. Nothing is, nothing is free. free. Nothing is free. Even if it feels that way. I know actually um, in love's not colorblind. Mm-hmm. He makes this really great point. And he's like, if you say it's free on Netflix, like it's not really. F- and actually maybe said that last week too. Netflix costs money like yeah. on YouTube. Even if that's free, like we were saying earlier, you still have to access to Wi-Fi and a computer, which technically isn't free unless you're going to the library. And then once you're part of the YouTube algorithm, you're seeing things that you've already tapped into. There's ads that, yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyways, I thought it was, I totally hear what you're saying and it made it so ominous and so intense. Yeah, I was sitting there like, like, it made me change things. I was sitting there rolling my eyes. But I felt like, but your Aquarius self is going like, (laughs) no. Like, oh please, there's these creepy bald men like, in a secret lab trying to make me buy more things like that's not how it works no but I, but I think I think what was then great at the end was the main guy talking about like this is not something because I think a lot of people then theorize have theorized like they are they're part of this, this this giant malicious plan and they made it seem that way even in the movie a little bit but the main yes. guy is like this this is not malicious this is just something that's gone gotten out of hand and it needs to just be like I was just sitting there thinking like as much as people are like, you know, don't believe in certain practices of the government. I'm like, if we have a fucking secretary of the treasury, like we got to have a secretary of technology, like part of the president's mm. cabinet. Like oh, this, absolutely. this needs to oh, become absolutely. now part of, because it is part of our society and culture, like in every way, it just needs to be handled. I think I, that actually makes, yeah, that makes so much sense. I love that secretary of technology genius. And I nominate Becca. no, <laughs> I would not suggest that. I'll be like, you know how you guys really get people to buy shit? Let's go, baby. Um, But then someone brought up in my DMs, or a couple people brought up in my DMs too. They're like, I like the algorithm and how it targets me with ads because it brings up stuff that I need and am interested in in and I want. So there was that point too of like, it does know us. So that can be really helpful. I was, Evan and I started looking, we went immediately on Instagram afterwards and we're looking at what ads we got. Oh wait, tell me, tell me right now. I was shaming him because like my, the ads that I I was getting were for like, like audiobooks and like um photoshop and this stuff and his was just like clothes jewelry clothes jewelry Greg and i was like, like shame Greg gets a bunch of like bra ads and stuff and i don't know what that's coming from does he follow a bunch of like insta models not really no and we can't really figure out where it's coming from because like you might be like oh porn but that's a stupid ai if they're giving someone who watches yeah you, you think know like they bras and stuff it doesn't make sense maybe he's just trying to buy you lingerie all the time i guess so <laughs> he's never done it once so um wait please just go look at what your first ad is right now i want to know okay oh my god sometimes i have to really scroll down to i know me too to get first, an ad first ad okay i, I found, found my first one <laughs> well this makes sense right? what's yours <laughs> grub hub <laughs> mine's just baby clothes it's like kind of boring legitimately grub hub with onion rings that's me and, the, and it knows me wow mm-hmm. with onion rings that's so onion funny because like i've never gotten an ad for that before it's a fun game to play if you want to just check oh, out no, what your I just ads got because oh, you just said it. That's really actually intense. I don't know how I feel about that. That, Wait, was, let's that say was real quick. Let's say something real quick and test it. What can we say that we'll get an ad for? Um, 
Postmates. 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 Living for that Postmate life. <laughs> I love Postmates. I'm so hungry. I want some Postmates. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I want some Postmates mm. in my belly. <laughs> I need some Postmates. I'm not getting any ads. Postmates. (laughs) No Jenny Kane, who we advertised for. Maybe they thought I said Jenny Kane instead of Postmates. Uh, I got one. What? Not Postmates. What'd you get? A BDSM ad. Are you serious? Yes. Hello. Whoa. Let me see. (laughs) That's an ad? Yeah. BDSM skills. Like a chart? Weird. I've never gotten anything like that. Well, I should show you my cabinets. <laughs> well, broads, um, that was a quick little, I feel like that was a solid, quick little social dilemma review. Remember, we are talking Paris Hilton's documentary on Tuesday. Um, on Thursday, we have a special episode coming out with The Bachelor's Taylor Nolan, who we adore and we are going to talk all about sex vacations we are going to have a sexy sexy episode i'm so excited um please remember to vote for us for the uh, for the uh, uh e people's yeah. choice pod, pod podcast we'll put the links there we love you all so much broad squad um yeah and we'll chat soon chat soon sounds good <laughs> bye, bye.